The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. Easy there. <clears throat> I don't know what's happening. Man. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor, of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there, celebrating her 30th birthday today. Happy birthday to my hero and yours, Alex Morgan. Ah, that's true. It is her birthday. I forgot about that. Happy uh, birthday. Let's go murder England today uh, to celebrate. That would be good. Did you, you're not on Twitter. No, I brought my oldest uh, anthem jacket as uh, hopefully a good luck charm today. Are you going to talk about the Sue Bird piece? Well, the Super piece was freaking amazing. Yeah, Sup- Texas football today's own Super. My girl, do your first first four before yeah first four through the door. And I think this is a new first four combination. We've got Josh Vandercook, <laughs> Sam DeLeon, Rob Hadaway, and Kevin Higginbotham. And Miziel checks in a little bit down. He says, "Sorry guys, I've been away." This is a true story. At seven on seven, met Ed McElroy, mm-hmm. had a nice talk with him. He goes, "Haven't seen uh, Miziel in a week. Do we know that he's okay?" Wow. TF so this tiers. is now going to be a welfare check. TF tears. Caring about TF tears. No, no. It's just ruining his spreadsheet. Um, <laughs> but th- this came up during the um, the Yankees-Red Sox games over in London. Okay. If you think about it, playing the Star-Spangled Banner in London... Oh, very petty. ...is real petty. Yeah, yeah. Super you, petty. Very, very, very petty. And I really like it. Yeah, no. Anyway, go America today. Yeah, right. Today is Tuesday, July 2nd, 2019, 149 days till Thanksgiving. Episode 778, 778, Matt Parashow's ERA is Lester's Texas Rangers career. Who? Yep. Okay. On today's show, guys, a couple of things on tape. One, as we promised you yesterday, Mike Craven of the Austin American Statesman was in town, good friend of ours, and he's over at the opening uh, watching that plus the Elite 11. We talk a little bit of Cruton with Mike Craven. That's coming up here in just a moment. Then back half of the show, a pair of interviews that we conducted at the State 7-on-7 tournament. Dumas coach Aaron Dunham and Tidehaven coach David Lucio. We'll hear from both of them coming up here at the back half of the show. But first and foremost, as promised, we sat down with our good friend, Mike Craven, to talk a little bit of Cruton, the opening uh, State 7-on-7 and the Elite 11. Here's our conversation with Mike Craven of the Austin American Statesman here on Texas Football Today. I wouldn't say that we have friends at Dave Campbell's Texas Football, but we have people we like more than others. One of those people sitting here. That's the nicest thing I've ever said about Mike Craven of the Austin American Statesman who joins us here in studio. Hi, Mike. Hello. That's probably a top five thing anybody said about <laughs> me that's on, like a, on a live recording, so a, I appreciate that. A wild a wild compliment for yeah, you. That was good. You, um, But you're an Austin guy. You're the Austin American Statesman. They're outstanding um, recruiting writer there. They're recruiting writer. There. Thank you. Um, and But you're up here in uh, in the DFW Metroplex for recruiting stuff. 
Yes, the opening Elite 11 is going on. Uh, started Saturday for the quarterbacks. Monday's the first day that the uh, that all the players were there. Uh, Tuesday is probably the busiest day. So, yeah, it's about a five day event. You know, guys from all across the, the country. Now that it's in Texas, a lot of Texas players there. I think there's 22 mm-hmm. guys from Texas there. So, uh, it should be good. It gets us, it gives us a chance to kind of to see them against some of those other guys that we hear about but don't ever get to see from California, Florida. And it's kind of a good litmus test for all that. Let's kind of start with the the Elite 11 because I know that's that's kind of – that's I feel like, you know, quarterback's such a, you know, the headliner position. Everybody mm-hmm. likes to pay attention to their uh, – a number of Texas products uh, out there. Um, I want to start first and foremost with the guy that uh, we were talking about before we came on in Haynes King, the quarterback at Longview. And, you know, you, you mentioned something really interesting to me about how – He's a coach's kid, but sometimes that can kind of, from a recruiting perspective, not a detriment, but you're like, okay, you have to get past your own bias of what you expect a coach's kid to look like. Right. I mean, we all grew up with coaching kids, right? They mm-hmm. started at shortstop. They started at point guard. They started at quarterback. And so when you see, you know, a Haynes King or even a Chandler Morris, you're like, you kind of, you want mm-hmm. them to show it a little bit more. And specifically when they play at Highland Park and at Longview at places that are good at football, even a Hudson card at Lake Travis, there mm-hmm. is that okay, well, everybody's good there, let's let's go and see, and then you add in the uh, the coach's son part, and yeah, it probably is a stigma that they have to, to overcome, um, and both are doing it. I mean, Haynes has been fantastic the first mm-hmm. two days at the opening. Uh, Chandler Morris is a really impressive quarterback, but Haynes, is, I think, was listed number one after the first two days in their little arbitrary standings mm-hmm. that they do, uh, but yeah, he's, he's going to be a good football player, and he was supposed to make a decision – uh, this last week, but pushed it back, so yeah. it'll probably come soon. I know, I know, he's got geez offers from pretty much everywhere. One guy who's who's already made his commitment is a guy you're pretty familiar with. You mentioned him, Hudson Cart, uh, Lake Travis, uh, Texas commit. Um, I know he's I know he's on. Where do you know offhand where he is in your fab in your fab fifty five at, uh, at thirteen or fourteen? Thirteen or fourteen. What is it about him that when you watch his when you watch him play, what what stands out to you? Uh, well, his accuracy, number one. I, I feel like. Uh, Five ten years ago in quarterback recruiting rankings, it was it was arm strength that was that first thing you looked for. Was the guy big enough? Did he have that big, powerful arm? Now it's you know I think it's accuracy as we've seen in the NFL and college football, uh, and then his athleticism. I mean, he caught over a thousand yards worth of uh, receiving yards mm-hmm. as a sophomore, uh, so he can do it all. Texas wants a dual threat quarterback. If we if we've looked at Herman at any stop he's ever had. When they've been good, they've had a quarterback that can threaten the defense with his legs. And Hudson may not be the, the quintessential runner that, that maybe some of us think about when we think of dual-threat quarterbacks, but he's most certainly athletic enough to, to threaten defenses on the edge. From the quarterback perspective, because there's another one in Chandler Morris, kind of the same thing about the coach's kid. Um, you know, he's committed to Arkansas. Stunning. <laughs> um, amazing. I can't yeah. believe it. What a get for Arkansas. Yeah. Um, the, the thing – you know, we, we you talk about how you want to see the best players go up against the best players, and, and I can certainly see that. You know, when you're talking about receivers and defensive backs and a lot of stuff on the other side of the ball, um, do you get a ton from from the Elite Eleven besides just kind of seeing guys get you know get get reps? But because it's not really like head to head, you know, what what do you get out of it? Uh, what I get out of it is how much they understand about progressions in football. What, what the Elite 11 does well, in my op- opinion, is put guys in situations where they have to focus on keeping their eyes in one place and then throwing it into the next. In, in high school football, it's usually one or two checks. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. You know, and it's all on the same side of the field. And if those two aren't open, you run. 
Um, at the opening with Trent Dilfer there, they really do try to work on, okay, you, you're watching your eyes down the left side of the field and then you're throwing to the right hash without ever even looking. So it kind of mm -hmm. gives you an idea of who's done those drills before and who hasn't and kind of where they, where they are. And you can see with Haynes and with Chandler and even with Hudson Card, Texas quarterbacks are just so far ahead technique-wise mm -hmm. that you can watch them go through those drills, and it's so much more impressive than some of the, the great athletes from other states who just simply haven't had to go through progressions as a quarterback before. Mike Craven of the Austin American Statesman joins us in the studio here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation, hashtag TF Today. Um, so that's the Elite 11 is the quarterback position part of this. There, there is the opening, which is for kind of everyone, you know, all the other players. Right. Um, so far... Um, you know, who, who are you most intrigued by of this group uh, there? I mean, I know Zach Evans is there. He's number one in your Fab 55 at statesman.com. Um, I think he may have bailed on the commit on the event, actually. Did he really? I think so. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, um, okay, so who, who, who catches your eye here? Uh, one of the guys that I really want to watch that may not be, like, one of the top five players is Jahari Rogers mm -hmm. from Arlington because he's such a good quarterback. He's such a good athlete at Arlington, but he's going to play corner in college mm -hmm. and so this is a setting where you get to see him go up against you know uh Demon Demos from you know mm -hmm. Tomball or Troy Omery uh from Houston or even some of the the national guys and see how far along he is at the cornerback position uh and then for me it's offensive linemen and defensive linemen is what I enjoy watching because mm -hmm. we know the wide receivers and the cornerbacks and the quarterbacks are all good uh, offensive linemen, defensive linemen, so tough because they're usually the biggest and best on their football field, mm -hmm. you know. And in this setting, you got guys that are going up against dudes that are just like them, and you kind of see how they handle it and where they are and how they deal with the physicality. And to me, you learn more about the personality than the football here. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I kind of try to judge that. I try to find who the alpha males are among a bunch of alpha males. Yeah, who's not afraid to go up against right. the the – the guy from Alabama who's supposed to be the, who's the next first in thing. line, who's wanting a bunch of reps, who's kind of floating towards the back, not wanting to get those reps. Who, when they get beat, mm -hmm. do they get back out there and do, or do they kind of hang their head? Because for a lot of these guys, this is the first time that they're going to get physically dominated by another human being yeah. in their life. Yeah, there's something you can learn about how a person reacts to that in these kind of events, even if it's not real football. Um, and then beyond that, you've been a, a traveling man. You were down in College Station for the state seven on seven tournament. Mm -hmm. um, who caught your eye down there in in College Station? It could be team, can be player. Who who were you particularly interested in? Uh, now, for me, you know, I go to these things. I don't cover teams as much as yeah. I used to. So you're just going around trying to watch some players. One of the guys that I really liked was Lake McCree from mm -hmm. Lake Travis. He's a tight end. He's about to be a junior. Already has uh, a lot of offers. He's going to be. Um, that kind of guy, like a, the, cu the cup mm -hmm. of the tight end position in, in this class where he really blows up. And he was a quarterback until he was a freshman in high school. So he's really wow. only played tight end for a year. But at Lake Travis, it's hard to play quarterback. So he moved over, and he has the athleticism and the size to be uh, a tight end. At a, and that's a position that doesn't get you know, produced as much anymore. Yeah. You know, It's kind of a position that's like linebacker. Uh, so I thought he stood out well. Uh, Latrell McCutcheon from LBJ, he's a cornerback that's already committed to Alabama in the 2021 class. Uh, he was really good. And then I was able to watch uh, Lufkin and Jalen Polk, uh, the wide receiver out there. He's just off the Fab 55. Like if it was a Fab mm -hmm. 75, he would be in there. 
Um, he's a really good wide receiver and football player. I think Lufkin's going to be pretty good. I mean, they're always they yeah. always have good, talented athletes. They've always got dudes. Uh, the Fab Fifty Five, your your top fifty five uh, members of the class of twenty twenty, you can see at hookem dot com. Uh, get there through the Austin American Statesman uh, website. Um, and now, so you're going to the opening, and then because yeah, I know it's it's summer, so it's you know you're. But but content never sleeps. Hashtag right. content never sleeps. Right. And, you know, you got you have seven on seven events mm-hmm. and camps and different stuff like that. Um, right now it's dead period, so that that makes it nice. College coaches aren't going around, but yeah, this stuff never. I mean, there's a guy Bryson Washington from CE Kings committing on July fourth to either Oklahoma or Texas I mean, on July fourth. On July fourth. Wow. So you know Prince Dorba from Highland Park is picking on July tenth. Mm-hmm. You know those are both during the dead period. You know so. Uh, recruiting for news, I believe, is one of those instant click type things that it never ends. It's Mel Kiper Jr. Jr., you know, <laughs> every day of the year. Because people like that next, the next hope, right? Who's going to be our next guy? Mm-hmm. Who's going to be this next? Uh, and so uh, even though it doesn't really pan out to where all 20 guys are going to be guys that start for your football team, mm-hmm. uh, they are going to be the guys who eventually start for your football team, at least a couple of them. And uh, I think people are just more interested now in getting those stories than they were maybe 20, 30 years ago. You're in town for, for another for another day. Um, uh, last night you went to the casino. Mm-hmm. Uh, will that be your only trip to the casino? No. Okay. no. <laughs> no. He's Mike Craven. We love him because he's a degenerate gambler and also a great recruiting writer. You can see his fine work at the Austin American Statesman. Craven, thanks for stopping by, man. Absolutely, guys. Appreciate it. There he is, our pal Mike Craven of the Austin American Statesman. Stopped by yesterday. Talk a little bit of Elite 11 and the opening going on at the Star in Frisco. Appreciate him stopping by. Follow him on Twitter at CravenMike. Um, we're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State, as well as where you can become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Uh, our subscription package. Get the magazine mailed directly to you. It'll be fun. Um, programming note. Tomorrow's the last show of the week. Um, oh, is it? Right? Yeah, it is. I was going to say. <laughs> office is closed on on Thursday. Yeah, for, office is for closed America. on Thursday. Uh, I think all of us are probably gone over the weekend. Um, it's a four-day weekend. We're all agreeing this is a four-day weekend. Fairly certain. I'll yeah. be, I will be here on Thursday. You will be Friday. here. I know. I will be in Los Angeles. Yeah, you will be in L.A. You're on Dude, Team L.A. I am Mr. L.A. I'm sorry um, to all the people out there who don't like L.A. I will be, I will be here, though. But we won't be doing a show, so I'll just be sitting here missing you guys. Anyway, that is uh, so. Today is the last show of the week, so get your snoot I mean, tomorrow. F- tomorrow's <laughs> so get your snootful in the back half of this show and the show tomorrow. While we were at State Seven on Seven in College Station, uh, we caught up with a number of coaches, some of whom we interviewed and some of whom we didn't, because um, it's always weird. This is a weird time of year because, on one hand, if we see a coach, we're anxious to talk with them. Yep. But on the other hand. We don't know if we necessarily want to interview them because we will have a better, more comfortable conversation with them at THSCA True. in a couple of weeks. Yep. But we did catch up with a number of coaches, one of whom, the head coach of the Dumas Demons, yep. Coach Aaron Dun- Dunham, rather, um, made the long trip from Dumas very to well. College Station. Uh, and they performed very, very well. They were impressed, awesome. Very impressed yeah. by what Dumas put together. Uh, we caught up with Aaron Dunham of Dumas. Here's our conversation with the head coach at Dumas, Aaron Dunham, here on Texas Football Today. 
Greg Tupper, Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com here in College Station at the State 7-on-7 Tournament. Here talking with the head demon who uh, made a bit of a trip, Dumas coach Aaron Dunham. Coach, uh, how, first of all, how was the trip? Uh, it was good. You know, uh, we're, first off, we're just honored, you know, to be, be, in, be in this league, you know, and, and be able to make this and qualify for this tournament. So, uh, you know, it was a long trip. Uh, we left about 1030 in the morning and at 830 last night, we still weren't here yet. We were we were probably about 80 miles out. So, you know, but it's been a good time. We get to get out on the road with our kids and, you know, sit down and eat together and, and just talk about some things and and be able to bond as a team. So it's been really good for us so far. You know, obviously this is this is very different from 11-man football, you know, but but from your perspective, what what do you want to see from your kids out here? I just want our kids to be able to compete. You know, we we, we really preach that at Dumas. We had a lot of multi-sport kids, and, and we just think at, at all times you've got to be in a competitive environment. So the summer's no different. Uh, you know, we can sit around, lift all the weights we want to lift, but we want to try to put our kids in a competitive environment year-round. And so, um, you know, we can't coach this, so the kids got to turn into coaches, and they got to be able to, you know, call, call our players on offense and be able to get in and out of coverages on defense and so uh you know the most part is we need we just need some leaders to step up and then just we can compete year round yeah i was, I was gonna say you know from from one perspective obviously you want to see kids you know catch the ball well and throw the ball well and play good defense but at the same time is is are, are you really more looking for guys to come out here and, and and say hey you know i'm gonna be a leader on the team i'm gonna step up especially not not only now but in the fall sure leadership's a key you know but but on top of that I just want kids to get out here and play hard you know compete because you can't you know, only in situations like this, only when you play another team can you get into competitive environments. And we think that's the key is that how often can we keep our kids in competitive environments in Dumas, Texas? And so we're looking for every opportunity. You guys, uh, after eight and three year last year, uh, you're now entering your second year there at Dumas. What do, what do you wish? You, what do you wish you knew then that you know now? Well, I don't. Uh, maybe the, the amount of coaching that I'm going to be able to do, <laughs> and all you know, all the administrative stuff. And so uh, I wish I. I wish I did a little bit more coaching and less administrative stuff, but it is what it is. You know, uh, it comes with a job, and so uh, just take it as it comes. So when you look at the 2019 Demons, you know, we have pretty high hopes for you guys. think you guys have a chance to be a contender. Uh, what, are, what are you most excited about heading into 2019 about your team? Really excited that we, we bring nine sophomores. You know, we started nine sophomores last year, so we had a really young team that just progressively week in, week out got better. And so really looking, really excited that we're bringing some experience back. Um, some kids that have, you know, have been in the Friday Night Lights and have, have played in that type of environment. And so um, just looking forward to from growth and just continue the process that we started last year. You guys deal with this kind of humidity in Dumas, Texas? Not at all. This is uh, <laughs> just standing here sweating. I mean, we're, we're two and a half, three hours from the mountains. So uh, we're not used to this humidity. Coach, appreciate it. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it. There is Aaron Dunham, the head coach of the Dumas Demons, joining us out there at College Station at State 7-on-7. Seven seven. Again, very impressed with what Dumas put together. Oh, yeah. And a team that um, we already thought was going to be pretty good, we already yeah. had pretty high hopes for, and did nothing to change our minds. So um, very excited to, to see what Dumas puts together. Appreciate Coach Dunham uh, hopping on with us for a minute. And then we also caught up with from one end of the state, to the other. No kidding. This is not working out on the camera, but whatever. Um, <laughs> Tide Haven coach David Lucio. Tide Haven ranked in Dave Campbell's Texas football in the top 10 boy for the first time. He's in like, in very short order, he's become one of the most like underrated, under realized. Like he's, they're really good. Right. And he's awesome. And he he's was a really good at, coach. Where was he before this? Was he at Bloomington? That sounds right. Uh, he, because he, this is the second time in two jobs yeah. that he has taken over. Um, he's at Louise. Um, he has taken over a program that was really struggling. That was riding the struggle bus, and he's turned them into a winner in short order. 
Um, so David Lucio obviously knows what he's doing. He's doing it again with Tidehaven. We have very high hopes for the Tigers, and we are excited to see them out at 7-on-7. Seven seven. Here's our conversation with Tidehaven coach David Lucio here on Texas Football Today. Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com here in College Station at the State 7-on-7 seven seven Tournament here with the head coach of a uh, team that's about to suit up and play. Tidehaven Tigers, Coach David Lucio. Uh, first and foremost, congrats on making it here. Obviously, you'd rather be here than sitting on the couch. Oh, no doubt to that. Uh, we we uh, there at Tidehaven been pushing seven on seven the last couple of years, and uh, now we finally feel like we've somewhat rewarded. So hopefully, we put on a good show on today. So hoping for what do you what are you looking to see out of your kids today? You know, obviously this is different from the eleven man game, but 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 from your perspective, what are you looking to see from your kids? Uh, just to compete and uh, be a team, uh, you know, a lot of these boys, uh, they, they've, you know, we, we get them from seventh grade on up, and uh, we have to teach them to uh, be team players, and this just gives them another opportunity to work on that, be positive with each other, and uh, pull for each other and that type of thing. It's probably the number one thing I'm looking for out here. Uh, last year, you know, in 2018, it was uh, it was a bit of an odd year for, for the Tigers. It started slow, but it seemed like every single week you guys got better and better. Um, you know, overall, when you take a look back at 2018, how, how are you? How do you feel about what you guys accomplished? Uh, it was it was a it was a great year because I you know with the kids as far you know kids want to believe in you and uh, if they believe in you they'll, they'll do a lot for you. And I had kind of made that prediction at the beginning that our season was going to play out like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, they stuck with it, and then every year, you know, I mean, every week we worked on getting better and better, and uh, by the end, you know, we ended up having a pretty good product out there. And now it gives me and my coaching staff a lot of credibility with them, and uh, so, you know, it just makes things a lot easier preparing for next season. And, you know, now looking forward to 2019. Look, we have you guys in our top ten and Dave Campbell's Texas football. Sorry about that. Yeah, Look, there are now the expectations. A, a team that was relatively young last year is a, is a year older. Uh, what what are your expectations here for, for the Tigers in 2019? Uh, basically, continue where we uh, left off last year. Uh, we were improving uh, week to week. Our, uh, like I said, uh, I said in a couple of newspapers, uh, our little puppies uh, grew up. And uh, so uh, now we, we, we expect to come out stronger. We still have a our, even though we have the same pre-district schedule, it's actually probably tougher because all those teams are actually even better this year, which is fine. And so we, we just look to come out and, uh, and, and, you know, do what we can week to week and uh, uh, go into district, get ready for, uh, for district and see what we can do there. Finally, it's hot out here. It's swampy. How, what's, the, what's the David Lucio way to stay cool out here? Uh, I think uh, the, the, the key is, like, um, like I told uh, another newspaper guy the other day, is uh, to, to load up the farm kids. Because they've been doing this all year out in the rice fields and corn fields and everything else. And uh, nothing beats a kid who, uh, who's who been out in the heat all week. And to them, they, they, they love this. And me, I'm miserable. <laughs> but they love it. So uh, uh, usually that helps. Now, my little my little uh, video gamers, uh, we to help them, uh, we just keep hydrating them, put a wet towel on their head, and, uh, and, and pray for them, basically. <laughs> Coach, appreciate it. No problem. There is David Lucio, the head coach of the Tidehaven Tigers, chatting us up there at State 7-on-7 College Station this weekend. Good to talk with him. Good to see his squad. Excited to see what Tidehaven does. High expectations after uh, the, the very odd 7-and-7 seven seven year where they yeah. they started off pretty slow and then just got caught fire. better and better and better. Yeah. Excited to see if they can keep that momentum going. So, appreciate him catching up with us. And now we go to Max Thompson for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. 
Rick White, Euless Trinity fan, says Euless uh, ranked 27th in our magazine this year. He thinks that's the lowest they've ever been ranked, and he hopes he they prove us wrong. We hope they do, too. Mm -hmm. We hope you all win state championships. Mm -hmm. Nothing would make We're us happy. We're for all of you. We, we really are. We really, um, really are. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I would, I would love, you know, we don't have a great... I don't history of like great our history preseason, of rankings. preseason rankings. Yeah, like I, yeah. I can look up like what their record was yeah. and stuff like that. But as far as like preseason rankings, um, I think one of the issues for for Trinity is that just it's been a couple it's been a couple of years now since they've been like a real power in six yep. A. Yep. Um, it's been a couple of years. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me because they have the pedigree. Yeah. <laughs> but I do wonder. Um, and then you, you look at what they have coming back this year. They got they got a couple of playmakers. They're always going to be very strong up front. But for me, um, you know, six A the, the landscape in six A has changed so much yeah. since really their heyday. And it's, just, it's, it's interesting. Um, they're 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 a program I really have a close eye on because I wanted to see how they adapt yeah. uh, to the new and shifting sands in class six A. Yeah, and they're still in that uh, category of teams where like I think we obviously we very much. Agree all believe that mm -hmm. Duncanville is the best team by DF in DFW by a, by a large margin. Would not surprise me if they messed around and were the second best team by the sure. end of it all. Absolutely. Like second, the last next to last team standing would not surprise me. One hundred percent. Question from our man Brent Homan: What's the latest you can remember a head coach has left the school like Gatesville head coach uh, Kyle Cooper? I, and Daniel Agnew made a good point. It was last year when uh, Blake Felt left mm -hmm. Permian, Permian six weeks before. We were yeah basically we were uh, a coaching school. We were a coaching school when we talked to Jeff. Ellison. Ellison, yeah. Um, and he had just gotten the job. Yeah. Like, just gotten it. And and they and it's not like they were dilly-dallying on hiring somebody. No. It was like Coach Felt left, and then two days later they they promoted him to interim. Right. And, yeah, that was late. Um, boy, I want to say that there was a job that came open, like, literally a week before school, like, either last year or the year before. Yeah. But I can't think of it. But, yeah, basically, let's put it this way. At this point, with it being July, coaching changes in June are very late. Coaching changes in July are exceedingly rare and make you think that something is up. Yeah. Seriously. It has to be a weird situation, I feel like, for that to happen. Yeah. Maybe that's just me. Mm -hmm. um, I'm uh, curious, Greg Tepper, your your predictions for today's uh, World Cup semifinal between the United States and England. What is your score prediction? 2 nothing USA. 2 nothing USA. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go – I'm going to say it gets a little dicey. England's been mm, probably the second-best team. They're re they're really sharp it, right now. Yeah, I think three two, three two U.S. I think it's going to be a little more uh, nerve wracking than I'd prefer it to be. Yeah, probably be when probably when Lindsey Horan doesn't start for some reason because reasons. But I, I yeah. Um, Ed McElroy says Ron Schrader quit on Westlake about a week before two a days, but that yeah. doesn't necessarily count because Derek Long was basically always going to be the next head coach. That's yeah. the only weird situation though is like. There are times when a coach quits at the last second, and part of the point is just to make sure that their number one guy mm -hmm. becomes the head coach. And certainly Westlake did not fall off at all when Derek Long became head coach, mm -hmm. mostly because of the power of one of the greatest mustaches in the history of Texas. Absolutely, 100%. Um, but that is a good point. Mm -hmm. um, I, it th happens. It definitely happens. But, yeah. it th I mean, let's put it this way. There's not going to be four of them. There might be like one or two. Yeah, Rob Hadaway says he doesn't see uh, you wearing a baseball cap too often, which is true. You're on camera not wearing baseball caps very often. He says it threw him off. Yeah, said, said he needs to send you a Southlake cap. Uh, don't think that's going to happen. Don't Do think. Do you know where I went to high school? I don't think that's going to happen. Don't think that's going to happen. Lots of hats he'll wear before a Southlake hat. I'll tell you that yeah. right now. 
I love uh, South Lake. In fact, I got a very nice. This is 100. We got a very. Well, I should have shared this with you up here. I got a very okay. nice text from Coach Dodge. Oh, Riley yeah. Dodge. Yeah. The young, young. Now yeah. I have to. Yeah, it's it's very weird. I, I know. Have to you specify. have to specify which Coach Dodge. Uh, Coach Riley Dodge. Um, yesterday uh, on Sunday, thanking okay. us for our coverage of seven on seven, which is uh-huh. very nice. Very nice. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, I was chatting up. Love Coach Dodge. Oh, you were gone. Love the Dragons. You Old were, rivalries died You hard. were gone, yeah. uh, but I was talking to their wide receivers coach, Cade McCrary, mm-hmm. who I covered when he was a player at Lake Travis. Oh, Lord. So if you want to start feeling old, mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah. And I, told, and I told Cade uh, the minute he becomes a head coach, I'm going to really feel old. Yeah. Because that, that uh, day's coming, too. Yeah, that will. I, Mm-hmm. Not prepared no. for that. Mm-hmm. Rick White says, don't worry. I got you covered. I'll get you a Euless Trinity cap. I like the colors. That's true. Black it's and red. The right colors. Rob Hadaway says he knows where you played. He's yeah. just, he's just mm-hmm. joking. Um, Brent Holman says, 2-2 two, two penalty kicks. I'm not prepared for that emotion. No. Yeah. They're going to win. They're going to win in regulation. Yeah. We uh, won't go to extra time. It'll, like I said, I do nothing. I think they're, I think they're on a mission. Uh, Brent Holman says, hey, before you all do that, I bought Tepper a T-shirt, and I've never seen him wear it. These are facts. These are facts. I, well, you've never seen me wear it on the show. Never seen me wear it on the show. I worked out in it, like, it's last good, week. It is a good workout shirt. It's a very good workout shirt. There, those, those Under Armour shirts he gave us are a little big. Like they're Yeah, but that's why got, they make good. I got a large, and it feels like an XL. It's a good workout shirt, mm-hmm. but, but I would not walk, I would not wear around or walk around wearing it because it's just it's too big. Mm-hmm. Good looking, though. Plus, the Graham thing's on camera every day. Mm-hmm. I don't think you get a complaint, Brent. Uh, and that's it. Okay. All right. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. For Max Thompson, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please get your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Mm-hmm.